Hey, look at you, all grown up and needing car insurance. You don't have to freak out if you got a driving record that's not so hot or worry if you aren't sure exactly what you need. Able Insurance has your back. Pass up the national insurance companies where you're just another number and keep your auto insurance right here in Charlottesville. 979-0814 is the number. Ableinsurance.com is the site. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? Say one more time. What up, what up, what up, the Ballhawk Show? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amai Hawkins. Appreciate you rocking with me on this Tuesday. Uh, forgive me for not doing the podcast this weekend or Monday. Well, Monday, actually. Um, hosted Sam Dale Academy's showcase on Saturday at Blue Ridge. And then, of course, the BCBA on Sunday. And by the end of the BCBA events, uh, I lost my voice, so I couldn't do a podcast yesterday. Definitely wanted to do a pregame podcast to talk about the possibility of Kevin Durant coming back. But, unfortunately, couldn't do it. But now I'm here toughing it out. As you can tell, I'm still a little hoarse. But the show must go on. Before we get started, this show is sponsored by Abra Insurance. Go to abrainsurance.net for all your insurance needs, home, auto, business, life insurance, all insurance, Abra Insurance. Holler at Billy and Charlene White and tell them the ball hawk sent you. If you're looking for a place to live, you're looking for a home, you're looking for properties to invest in, holler at my man, Connor Murray Realtor. That's Connor Murray Realtor on Facebook. And if you're on Instagram, hit him up and hit him with a follow, Connor Murray Real Estate. He also sponsored the SDA showcase, the Sandale Academy showcase that took place this past Saturday. Holler at Connor Murray. So what we're going to do is first, let's let's recap the game first. And then we get into KD and, you know, what he should have did, what happened, and things of that nature. Not trying to make this a long podcast, but we got to discuss this. So, first and foremost, let's talk about the game. Um, it was a good game. Golden State came out like the champs with a lot of heart. They got a, got a nice boost, morale boost, and also points from Kevin Durant, who was in the starting lineup, having nurses Achilles for so many games. They was calling it a calf injury, but I, I believe the whole time it was his Achilles. But with that being said, he played 11 minutes. He scored 11 points. He was 3 for 5 from the field. He was 100% from three-point land. He was 3 of 3. They were plus 6 with him on the court. He added two rebounds and one block in just 11 minutes of playing. When you look at Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, the Splash Brothers, they were definitely that. Between the two of them, they hit 12 three-pointers. They were 12 of 27 between the both of them from the three-point land. Klay was 53% from three. He was 7 of 13. Uh, Steph was 35% from three. He was 5 of 14. Uh, Steph was 43% from the field. He was 10 of 23, had a total of 31 points. Klay was 9 of 21. 42% 42% from the field for a total of 26 points. Draymond Green had 10 points. He attempted nine shots. He was four of nine. He was 50% from three. He was two of four. He had 10 total rebounds and eight assists, following with a triple-double again. Uh, Andre Iguodala played 30 minutes in the starting role. 
attempted seven shots, two or seven from the field, one or three from three. He had three assists, one rebound, but he had four big blocks for Golden State. Off the bench, the the name that jumped out to me off the bench was Boogie Cousins. Here's a guy that uh, Steve Kerr wasn't going to play because the fact that Kevin Durant was starting and in the lineup. But when Kevin Durant went down, Boogie's name was called. He played 19 minutes, had 14 points. He was 6 of 8 from the field. That's 75%. He was 1 of 3 from 3. Uh, he was 1 of 4 from the free throw line, but he had 6 rebounds. Uh, they were kind of exposing him on the pick and roll, but like I said, that that added boost of energy. Basically, long story short, any points they can get outside of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson is a plus. You expect Draymond Green to give you around 10 to 12 points. You know what I'm saying? So when you could get a 14 for DeMarcus Cousins in a short roll in the next 19 minutes, and then you get the 11 points from a Kevin Durant who played 11 minutes, those points are vital. Those are very vital. Kevin Looney only gave him four points. Sean Livingston did not register a field goal. Quinn Cook gave him three points on one three-pointer. Andre Bogut only played two minutes. So, you know, and Jordan Bell gave them two points. So, with Kevin Durant, those 11 points added up. And I'm going to give you my thoughts on that as I continue to talk. But uh, when you look at Toronto on the flip side, first of all, Kawhi Leonard played probably his worst game since the Milwaukee series. And I think that was game two in the Milwaukee series. He was just 9 of 24 from the field, 37%. He was 2 for 7 to 3, 28%. 6-8 from the free throw line. He had 12 rebounds, 6 assists, but he also had 5 turnovers. Siakam had 12 points. Marcus Saul, this is the first time Toronto has lost a game in the playoffs when Marcus Saul has scored at least 15 points. He had 17 points and 8 rebounds. To me, that's the biggest key. He had 17 points and you let this game slip away. Danny Green only had four points in the starting role. Kyle Lowry actually had 18 points. He was eight of 16 from the field. The thing about Kyle Lowry is he takes too many threes for my liking. He was just one of six, just 16% from three. Van Fleet came off the bench, had 11 points, shot 50% from three. He was three of six. Um, And then the one two-point attempt that he had, he missed. Uh, But he had 11 points in just 27 minutes. Powell gave them two points in 12 minutes. But – when you look at Toronto shooting overall, they shot 25% from three, 44% from the field. They had 13 overall team turnovers. And we look and go to state, how many turnovers they had? They had 15 turnovers. Um, the one stat that really got me was the rebound, right? So Golden State had six offensive rebounds. Toronto had 13. But in those six offensive rebounds, Golden State produced 18 points. Those are bat breakers. Those second chance points off those six rebounds, that's 18 points. That's offensive rebound, kick out three. Those are bat breakers. So if you're Toronto, you basically double them in offensive rebounds, but they kill you in second chance points. I mean, because when you look at a game like this where you can put it away at home, every little detail comes into play. And you start to really nitpick and you really start to comb the fine hairs and you understand that, yes, with Kevin Durant returning, the defense had to change for Toronto. They couldn't help out. The lane opened up. Now the off-ball screens really come into play. 
KD was a catch-and-shoot guy. Just the threat of him being on the court changed the whole dynamic in which Toronto can do. Not saying that Toronto is not prepared for Kevin Durant because the two games in the regular season, even one game without Kawhi Leonard, Golden State had Kevin Durant both games, and they defeated Golden State. So, like I said, it wasn't like, oh, my God, Kevin Durant is playing. Toronto can't beat them because they have before. Uh, but it was just that lift. You know, when Big Brother is with you walking down that alley, you, you got that, that, that liquid courage now, that sense of I'm good. And I think Kevin Durant, even when he went down in injury and the fans showed that they were classless, the ones that were cheering, I'm not going to blame every fan in the building, but the fans that were cheering, again, that added a few to go to state. Now, when you go to the third quarter, Toronto has been what they doing what they've been doing all series, making sure that they don't allow Golden State to dominate the third quarter. That's Golden State's mantra. They want to come out of the half, demonstrate their the adjustments that Steve Kerr has set before them, and they really want to they really want to blitz you and go. And Toronto's did a, has been doing a great job of at least winning every third quarter of the games that they've won. And this game was no different. If I'm not mistaken, I think they tied this third quarter. Maybe they won the third. I think they tied the third quarter. I'm not for sure. I just had it up. Um, and I'll try to get it up for y'all. Uh, let me check right quick. Let me check. Let me check. Yeah, so they tied the third quarter uh, 22-22. So Golden State won the first quarter by six points, 34-28. Second quarter was 28-28. Third quarter, 22-22. Toronto won the fourth quarter by just five points. So. If this was battle rap, it comes down to the first round, the first quarter. Um, So when you get to the fourth quarter, uh, Kawhi gets hot. Like I said, overall, he shot trash. It was trash can juice for him from the field overall. He shot 37%. He was 9 of 24. But in that fourth quarter, he went on a run by himself. He hit a three-pointer. He ran. He hit a, he hit a bank shot. This episode is brought to you by Carvana. Carvana is in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. They even offer customizable financing so you can plan your down and monthly payments. To shop thousands of affordable vehicles 100% online, download the app or visit Carvana.com. Availability may vary by market. And he hit a float over Clay. Then he got the switch with the DeMarcus Cousin. He hit a three. And they got the momentum. The crowd's going crazy. They get another stop. They bring the ball up the court. And Kyle Lowry calls a timeout. And it's not Kyle Lowry's fault. But the head coach of Toronto calls a timeout. And apparently it's a new rule. Um, under three minutes, no matter how many timeouts you got, it goes down to two. So he wanted to use that extra timeout that he had to get his guy some extra rest. Hindsight is twenty twenty, And if they win this game, we don't question that timeout. But they lost. So we got to question the timeout. Here's my thing. Even though Kyle Lowry might have been motioning out like he was tired, in my opinion, I, you, 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 you ride the wave of the fan base. You ride the wave in the high hand of Kawhi Leonard. You, you ride the wave of Golden State kind of being frustrated and understanding that the tide is turning and you could be put away and not return as a champion. Um, and I think if they would have scored on that possession, Steve Kerr probably would have called a timeout. It's possible. 
I'm not. I don't know what the time would have been if they would have scored. It's possible that maybe Steve Kerr would have called a timeout. But even that, because after your timeout, coach, you did not score until Cal Lowry drove or Van Fleet. It was Van Fleet. Well, I don't know. Van Fleet or Cal Lowry drove to the cup on the left hand side um, on Demarcus Cousins. It was. It was. It was Cal Lowry, and he got the goaltending. That was the only quote field goal that they scored after that timeout. Kyle Lowry missed a wide open three. Kyle Lowry turned it over on the pick and roll to where he had DeMarcus Cousins on his hip again. I thought he would at least try to jump into him to see if the refs would give him a foul or come out the backside and kick it to somebody in the corner. But he tried to throw all the way back to Paul Gasol. I mean, Marcus Gasol, he turned it over. And then you give the, let the Splash Brothers do what they do. Got a good set. Catch and shoot for Clay. I mean, for for Steph to cut it to three. Then the transition. Uh, Steph's up the right sideline. Kicks the Iguodala. Iguodala skips it all the way to Clay. He pumps fake. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. He relocates to his left and hits a three. And I think that took the lead. Yeah, that took the lead. So. And it, and I think. Uh, another situation was when DeMarcus Cousins had the, the basket interference where he didn't count the basket. Uh, people were saying that Coach should have took a timeout then, drew up the best play that he could to make sure they get the the best shot. Because maybe it was – was that the shot when – so after the putback, was that when Kyle Lowry had the turnover? Let me see the play-by-play. I want to say that's when Kyle Lowry might have had the turnover. It doesn't show. God dig it. Oh, that's the first quarter. Let me see if I can skip to the fourth and see exactly what happened after that in the ferns. Let's see. So, yeah, Cousins turnover. Offensive goaltending, instant replay, power sub, then. Cooks of then yep the Lowry turnover backcourt. So after that backcourt turnover, you get the three pointer from Steph, and then Kawhi comes down. He missed a three pointer. Curry gets the rebound, goes up the right sideline. That's when you get the skip pass to Clay, and then you get the Saul cutting layup shot. He missed that. That's when I thought he was fouled by by Cousins, and then you get the driving shot layup with the goaltender by DeMarcus. Then you get the offensive foul. Yeah, so that that's what it is. So you get the offensive foul at 15 seconds. That's when I felt like you should have called a timeout and drew up your best play. Because I don't think they called a timeout. I think they just – I don't know for sure, man. I'm tripping. But anyway, when – I. Kyle, that 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 damn t- look, man. That turnover by Kyle Lowry came back to on him, and then in the corner, I think Draymond Green blocked the shot. And hindsight is twenty twenty. You could just jump into, try to jump into, you know, Draymond Green. Anyway, we're going back to the Oracle. I don't want to keep rambling on that. We've been in almost fifteen minutes. Well, fifteen minutes. So, going back to the Oracle game six. Toronto hasn't lost at the Oracle yet. They won the last two games at the Oracle. Um, you can hear Steph and see his mouth. If you can read his lips, he's saying, we're going back home. We're going back home. So they're excited about that. Now, let's get to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Should Kevin Durant have played 
I've been saying from day one, I thought Kevin Durant should sit. Speculation was correct. It was his Achilles. If you look at the games um, at the Oracle when Kevin Durant was coming out to greet them, ice was on the Achilles. If you look at when he came out the game, this game, and they put heat, heat was on the Achilles. It was not on his calf. It was at the tip of his Achilles, right at the top, right? And I'm pretty sure he had some type of shot. This tour doll was something to where he couldn't feel any pain because when it ruptured, he didn't feel it. He he just knew that he didn't he couldn't push off of that foot anymore. He just felt space probably. Um, you know, a lot of guys grimace in pain. A lot of guys feel like some kicked him, and, and he might have tore some fibers the first time. But long story short, you got a lot of folks out here that pay for entertainment, and players are entertained entertainment and if a player isn't playing they consider the player soft they think he's milking it you got teammates that don't understand never been in a situation trying to question his toughness because they really need him they know how important he is but at the end of the day athletes you are a walking business you have to think about your career that's just what it is self-preservation sometimes you have to be selfish for the future Yes, you want to get out there and play with your band and brothers, but you don't get anything for being courageous and tough. And you don't get anything for trying. Because when you're trying to battle back, and if you're never the same after that injury, people would just say you just some trash or you fell off. They won't give you the benefit of the doubt. Case in point, Dwight Howard played with a torn labrum with the L.A. Lakers. He played with a torn, his back was all jacked up. Shouldn't have played that season. Led the NBA in rebounding that year, if I'm not mistaken, average 17 to 12 or 17 to 13. But people still say Dwight Howard is soft. People still talk bad about Dwight Howard. People still say Dwight Howard ain't been anything since Orlando. But the dude gave you a torn labrum and a jacked up back for the L.A. Lakers, and they still just push him to the side. I say that to say this. Athletes, don't listen to the white noise. Listen to your body. Point Blake, period. Kawhi Leonard did it last year. He didn't listen to the white noise. People called him soft. People called him selfish. People called him this. People called him that. But as soon as he got on the court and he performs at a high level, what do they call him now? The best two-way player in basketball. The the closest thing since Mike. The closest thing to Michael Jordan. Like they forget fast. No matter whether it's negative or positive, people forget. People live in the moment, and you always have to picture your career in the moment. Like, Kevin Durant may have lost all of next year. Now, when it comes to money, a bad team would give Kevin Durant money. It's not about the money. It's about will he ever return to the form that we saw this season? Because if he doesn't, what would people say then? You know, people just look back like, oh, Kevin won't nothing once he left Golden State. See what happened when he went on his own. He rode the coattail. I mean, the narrative will be written like that. That's what's going to be said about him. I mean, you really have folks before the game saying they don't really believe he was that hurt. And then you got folks saying, well, I'm glad at least he tried. At least he showed me that he wanted to win. Like, you don't have to go out there and risk future and risk time away from the game almost a year. Stop proving, like, it frustrates the hell out of me, man, Like that that as an athlete, you got to do you. You play bad, you love to play basketball, doctors, you got to save athletes from themselves. Like, you know, you knew, like, 
maybe like if you got to get this dude any type of pain reliever, any type of shot, any type of anti anything for pain to suppress it, it's a no-go with that region of his body. If it's a hamstring, if it's a quad, if it's a shoulder, if it's a finger, that's a little different. But we're talking about the Achilles. That's the one thing don't nobody want to mess up is the Achilles. ACL, yeah. But don't nobody want that injury right there. Nobody wants an Achilles injury. Not anybody that ever had a sore Achilles, no. You scared out of your mind. You Even if it starts to feel good, you still real weary. Re- rehabilitating it in the offseason, gaining treatment, doing strength exercise would have been a whole lot better than trying to just play through it now just to show folks that you truly loved your team and that you tr- – now people are like, well, I guess he truly was hurt. He got my respect. Save your respect, bro, and, and don't do nothing for him. It really don't. So that's all I got for y'all, man. It's the Ball Hawk. Make sure you all subscribe. Make sure you go to YouTube. Subscribe to the Ball Hawk Show if you're looking at it on YouTube, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Blog Talk Radio, Podbean, Anchor. Hey, man, if you go to Anchor, leave me a voice message. If you got any questions, any feedback on the podcast, I'll definitely share it on the next podcast and answer your voice message live on my next podcast. That's all I got for y'all, man. The Ball Hawk. Appreciate y'all toughing it through with my horse voice. Oh, we out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.